level up your hunting game and join the cause. Help preserve small town Texas hunting culture and become a more successful hunter by learning the best ways to squeeze the most out of your budget and precious time out in the field. Welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Here are your resident bandits, Richard Kinchlow and Jimmy Byrne. Yeah. I do have uh, Chinese food on the way. Probably Shut up. <laughs> yes. Probably the next 15, 25 minutes or so. Well, I think we can get that tanker. So. Why, why are you, wait, wait, wait. Why are you eating so late? I mean, this is. Oh, because late. We're not going to eat till the kids go to sleep. So oh, we wow. Can actually relax. Yeah. And enjoy our food. Okay. All right. Well, you know, tonight, Julie got, Julie got, actually got some, some really nice little steaks at, Oh, Sam's, I guess. And uh, we had twice baked potatoes, which I'm like, oh, my God, mm, I love those. Oh, dude. So, of course, you know, I immediately go right for the center. and I put my mouth on my like, trauma. It's so <laughs> right. blankety blank hot. Burn it and off then, like a oh, China yeah. walk uh, chicken. Yeah. <laughs> the chicken wings. Yes. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. And then. um and then when she gets this big heaping pan of Brussels sprouts, you know, which I'd be mean, just, God, I, 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 when I put them in the oven and they got a little olive oil in them and a little salt and pepper, God have mercy. So I destroy those. So I will be very windy later. I <laughs> well, that's a good segue into this episode. I think. Yeah, it is. It is. Absolutely. So I yeah. started recording. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Howdy folks. Welcome to the, back to the feed bandit podcast. Just talking about the, yeah. I guess we're recording this on Valentine's Day. So we're talking <laughs> about what we uh, we're doing for dinner, and I, I don't. Depending on when I edit this, just to I'm yeah. getting Chinese food delivered uh, anytime. Lucky, now, so we're getting. Well, this now let me guess. We'll start well, the road first, here. <laughs> first of all, ha- have you have you eaten from them before? Yes. Yeah, they're pretty okay. good. All right, pretty good. I mean, are we talking like trying to walk uh, good or come on? No, no, I, I don't, I've yet to have any place that's. That kind it's of good, unreal, uh, um, unreal. Maybe the closest place mm-hmm. in my mind is maybe Royal China, but other than that, you know, it's yeah, yeah. Other than that, if I don't get those type places, right? Then I, I'm a, I'm more of a fusion guy. So like, sure. where I can, you know, you can kind of get maybe a little Thai influence right. on the Chinese something or something. Right. Or other. But I'm, I'm getting a mongolian beef tonight so uh, well, really now you're yeah. not getting well okay because normally it was the the beef lo mein and uh just go ahead and open up an entire <laughs> you know gallon of soy sauce please <laughs> <laughs> i did order extra soy so that, of course sauce, of but... course they're like nobody in the history of ordering out has actually used all the little packets but this guy is <laughs> god that is so funny you know i i have but yet speaking to... of yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, you know, what, what do you what do you crave after you eat a lot of Chinese food and soy sauce? Oh, well, naturally, uh, Sunkist. <laughs> well, other than Sunkist, I was thinking. Oh, oh, uh, water. Yeah. Like you got to put a uh, put a, a hose directly in my mouth. You know, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. Oh, then, of course, you you go and you pound. Four or five glasses of water, and then you become what? Oh, yeah. Bloated. I yeah. Yeah. Can... yeah. I always take my ring off before I eat. Oh, dude, dude, there's absolutely. Or then I love, I'll drink like 20 glasses of water, which I actually am I'm sick of sipping on some right now. 
and I'll get all comfy in bed, put my sleep mask on, get the pillow between the legs, I'm like ready to go. I'm like, here we go. This is good. You know, adjust the mask and then I got to pee, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes like, you know, I'm just going to hold it. I don't care. I'm, yep, scared. Yep. I'm, I'm just, just going to hold it. <laughs> I'm just going to hold it. But I will tell you what, to have water at your beck and call is, is a really, is a real luxury. And obviously that is something that, in this country, we always take for granted. I mean, God, we got water parks, places where you can get cholera still, like um, <laughs> that, that the great Coyote Lodge place. I got cholera there a couple of weeks. Couple of, well, I guess it was, I guess it was last spring. Oh, no, no. I mean, like literally, you know how you get out of a pool and you can kind of like feel your skin just feels weird. I mean, I, 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 I could feel, I could feel stuff on me. And, and you know me. I mean, I'll, I'll swim in my own toilet if I had to. That, that place. D, oh, oh, it was awful, and I love a good cholera joke because it's one of those great diseases to say or whatever it's called. Anyway, but yeah, but yeah, having water, um, you know, again for us human beings, uh, well, I guess here in America, I know that in Kenya and Nairobi and those other places they don't have a lot of water, but man, let me tell you, it's just important for the wildlife as it is for us, and I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people say, well, you know, especially here in Texas, you know, well, it's most important in the summer. Well, and then that may be the truth. I mean, they obviously more animals drink a lot more uh, during the summer months, during the warmer months, you know, which, you know, of course, summer, you can just go ahead and, you know, let summer go from, you know, June till November sometimes. Uh, but man, they need it now too. And, and right now, the almost the entire state of Texas is just looking pretty crappy. Uh, yeah, we've been doing this show now for, I don't know, three or four years, something of that nature. And knock on wood, we have been really blessed with the rain, but my co-host always likes to say, okay, <laughs> we'll enjoy it because, you know, the rain's going to stop. And you know, right now, he he's right. The rain has basically kind of ceased, and it's been extraordinarily frustrating. Um, it's a bit now that, dry down here. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, it's dry. It's funny. I'll look at it. It'll be like, <clears throat> you know, 50, 40 or 60 percent, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. OK, good. So I'm not. Yeah. I'll make sure that I turn off the sprinklers and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. And it just doesn't rain. Well, no, it's it's yeah, it, it's crazy. So, you know, and of course, people are like, you know, I think it's a it's a common misnomer. We had all that snow and ice. I'm like, well, good. You know, I lost a I lost a, a tree branch, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, I think they said that. Uh, you know, that you obviously, unless you're in, you know, Siberia or, or Russia, or I guess the same place where you get, or, you know, somewhere you get a lot of snow and you get the runoff, you know, a foot of snow is equal to about an inch of water. So, you know, that, that icing, you know, dusting two inches of snow we got up here, I mean, it just made a bunch of mud, but it really mm-hmm. didn't, uh, didn't really do anything. Now at Rancho Bandito, I think we actually got, um, I think we got about half an inch and I talked to my mother. Uh, this was pre ice storm. And she said that it was real good and, and sloppy and, and muddy out there, which God, I was just delighted to hear. Uh, he also said, um, yeah, they also said that, you know, they saw a bunch of um, uh, a bunch of little greenery coming up. So uh, obviously that was, was extremely exciting, but uh, man, water is one of those key things that you got to have. 
you know, you, you again with the, the white-tailed deer and the animals in general. And of course, some are more uh, tolerant to it than others. You know, for example, the quail, you know, the quail needs, uh, you know, flushing cover, it needs cover, it needs food. But one of the things that, you know, it, it doesn't need as much of would be water because it get a lot of that from the, the groceries that it eats, you know. Um, but However, you know, the, the cover needs the water. So yeah, well, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you know, having a good constant supply uh, of water is, is absolutely key. And if you're hunting in the state of Texas, you know, again, one of the, the keys to having a healthy deer herd, having a healthy animal herd is, is having water. So if, if you're looking for a place to buy, if you're looking for a place to lease, um, man, I, I, I just, I just can't stress enough. you got to see what their water, you know, see what their water, you know, situation looks like. Uh, and, and I would highly recommend, you know, if you, if you have the, you know, the opportunity, you know, if you're looking at a lease, you know, you go out there in March, it could look a hell of a lot different come June or July, you know? So, you know, if you haven't pulled the trigger by June and July, you know, maybe you should go out there in July and see what the water situation looks like. You know, again, you go out to a place you're going to buy or you're going to, and who knows you know, the way real estate's going right now, nothing really stays in the market for long, but, you know, figure out, you know, okay, are these stock tanks, are they holding water? You know, uh, obviously if they've got livestock, especially cattle, they've got to have good, constant and, and spread out water. I mean, that, that, that's kind of the key. You know, if you're hunting on places, two or 3,000 acres, they've got to have multiple tanks that will sustain, uh, you know, the amount of cattle you have there. So I think that's real important that everybody kind of check that out and, um, and, and, you know, make sure that they're, you know, that the place they're going to be buying or, or hunting has got, um, has got a lot of uh, water on there. Well, it's, they don't call it the nectar of the gods for nothing. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wonder if uh, all things being equal, if you were to buy land mm -hmm. in, a, in a year that's, uh, you know, that's not in a drought. Right. That has, that, you know, that has more water where someone would say, you know, let's say you're buying land in a drought and you know you want to buy a place that has water in a drought right to me, that seems like it'd be more in demand than one that didn't have water right but right. if everything if no places nowhere in that area has been in a drought for a while right i wonder if all things being equal the land would not be more valuable than a land without does that make sense like it's like yeah yeah no, for sure. Know. I'm just thinking out loud. Just kind of, kind of curious, you know. Yeah. I, I doubt. I doubt anyone's done a study of that. But. No, no. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, 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 I doubt they have. I doubt they have either. But uh, I mean, you just, you just can't discount it. You know, people sit yeah. there and they say, okay, well, you know, what about, uh, what about cover? You know, what about protein feeders? Things of that nature. You know, what do the fences look like? And I want to, man, you cannot go forward without water. Uh, so that's boy, that that that's a big thing people have got to look into. Uh, you, you know, also I, I I think that this is also important as well. You know, if you're on a if you're hunting if you're leasing a ranch that's well even a couple of hundred acres, okay, and you know it, it would behoove you and it would set you in really good graces with the owner 
uh, of the property or the leasee, you know, the guy, the, the, the person, the family who's running the cows, um, you know, to take a lesson in, uh, in, in livestock tank repair. Okay. Uh, and, and remember, I mean, you're, you know, when, when you're out there, you know, cruising around, filling up feeders in the summer and whatnot, if you see a, you know, a stock tank that's completely dry, you know, their cows are in there, you know, wouldn't it be a, wouldn't it be valuable to be able to fix that for them right then and there? I mean, not only would you be doing a solid for the, <coughs> excuse me, for the owner, uh, but you would also be doing an incredible uh, thing for the animals as well. So uh, I, again, I, I'd also encourage everybody, if you've got the opportunity to, you know, speak to your landowner, again, that that's a value added thing, in my opinion, you know, you don't, you know, yeah, yeah, money is one thing, but but having somebody who's got some know-how, you know, building some rapport with the landowner to show them, hey, listen, I I care about this property. I mean, I listen. I know that, you know, these these the your livestock and the deer, they got to have a, you know, an in sync relationship here, and a lot of that revolves around water. So, um, I I think it's real important that you 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 know you try to learn that stuff. I mean, hell, maybe even keep an extra float valve. You know, with you, who knows? Who knows? Well, I mean, people could also do what kind of what we've done is either is build some water kind of yep catchment things. You know, guzzlers, as you if you will, right? <laughs> uh, or buy them. You know, we've we've seen some of those uh, that are pre-built uh, for, for sure for some of the animals and whatnot. Ones that even go underground or absolutely other ones that sit on top, but they don't need to be. I guess too complicated you right know, we've right. we've experimented with some uh oh yeah in-house designs if you will now have they lasted uh, we could probably no, improve no, upon, they, but, you know. yeah <laughs> if, if we if we have more time and materials we, we sure. could definitely make them better but <laughs> no you're you're exactly right i mean you know there's there's a lot of places out there that have got you know old barns things of that nature um even off your your hunting cabin you know if you if you've got a hunting cabin that's got a you know, a decent sloped roof where you can actually attach gutters to it, you know, you would be surprised if, if you were to go out there and buy a, you know, a, you know, a 500 gallon uh, black needs to be black to keep the, the algae down, but, you know, a black polyurethane uh, tank. And uh, obviously if you can run the pipes below the ground, that'll help with freezing, but to have a little float valve going to a trough. I mean, there you go. You've just had a water source. Um, obviously if, if you've got cows there, you can fence that in to where, um, you don't, uh, you don't have to contend with them, but you know, it, it's, I, I think that there's a lot of things you can do and you're, you're exactly right when it comes down, when it comes to, you know, making little, you know, water catching devices, I mean, God, they're all over the internet. Um, a lot of the real popular ones in Texas really don't even incorporate catches, um, they like kind of what, what, what Jimmy and I used to, to try to mess with, uh, they're actually just these gigantic water totes. Okay. That they, they paint them, uh, they paint them black again to keep down the algae. And when they go around and they fill, they fill feeders, they're filling up water too. Um, and obviously the more you can do that, the better. And it seems to be, uh, they, they seem to work. They, they really do. Um, you know, a couple of things that you can do. Uh, obviously the larger, the, the larger, the drinking part is, you know, the more evaporation you're going to get. Okay. Uh, always something to consider. You know, the other thing is you know, all of us have to contend with hogs. Um, you, you know, if you've got the ability to hog proof your, 
your feeder pit, your feeder pin, do it. You know, if, 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 if it'll actually work, you know, I see a lot of guys using bull panel, uh, you know, they'll, they'll put the, the smaller of the, the bull panel on the, on the bottom. Okay. And that does seem to keep some of the pigs out. Um, obviously you want to maybe put them up a little bit, but if, if they can dig underneath the soil, they will to get there and get that corn. And of course they're going to, they're going to nail your feeder. They're going to nail your water thing too. But so kind of my thoughts are with that is that if you are going to make a drinker, uh, make sure that the connection between the thing that's dispersing the water uh, and the, the drinker itself are in the ground pretty damn good. Okay. Because remember, you're going to have hogs in there and, and coons and whatnot will screw with it as well. But uh, now that, that's a really good point that, that, that you brought, that you brought up um, Jimmy, uh, having a, uh, you know, looking at those things. Um, and it's fun. It was, fun Oh no, for sure. Ab- absolutely. It was fun to see them kind of deteriorate over time <laughs> yes yeah no they, they I mean, it was interesting you know we have good yeah. stories from it now oh for sure <laughs> for sure absolutely but hey they they used them and and yeah. they worked they worked you know the one thing i i will tell you though you, you got to be really careful you know when we when when we built ours um you know we, we just got some wood some treated lumber okay and we, and we got some um you know corrugated steel with a gutter okay and then we had a um, just a, a, a typical downspout that went. You know, the like the first one we did was just a fifty-five gallon uh, trash can, and I think it was that brute that brute brand that was mm-hmm. kind of that that thicker that harder plastic. Okay, and then we put the you know at the bottom of it we put a bunch of rocks to keep the wind from knocking it over, and it, and it worked. It was great. Uh, one of the things that that we found that was happening though was that. As it would, I mean, it would overflow very quickly, especially with a good downpour. Um, and when it would do that, obviously you would have a lot of weeds and stuff come up around there. So, you know, be careful, especially in the summer, because remember, you know, your your water sources is source for the deer and the turkey, but they're also for the for the for the mice and for the rats and all that kind of stuff. So, naturally, snakes are going to be attracted to that as well. So. Um, Keep uh, keep on the lookout for the serpents there. So, Wear your uh, snake boots. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and the old philosophy is, uh, or the old saying rather is, you know, kick it before you pick it. At least that's what I've always said. You know, kick something before you pick it up, or you'll you'll regret not doing it. I kick it before you pick it. I like that's right. Kick it before you pick it. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Well. You know, yeah. <clears throat> water's important that's the bottom yeah it it, it really is it really (laughs) is and you just gotta you gotta hammer it hammer it home you know and the other thing is that you know um in those really 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 dry years okay if you've got uh if you you feel like if you just you know you you got your place and it is what it is you you don't have a whole lot of water you know um especially in those early season you know when you're deer hunting and whatnot um, you know, if you know of a big tank or, or something like that on the neighbor's property, you know, don't, uh, I, I wouldn't hesitate trying to put a little tripod or, you know, a little ground blind or something, you know, maybe that, that leads into their, to their property, you know, um, not, not, not on their fence line. Cause that's just kind of crap. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we hate, I hate fence hunters. It's, it's, I think it's a bunch of, I think it's, it's I think it's, you know, inconsiderate and whatnot, but 
you know that those are great ambush spots. People, yeah. um, you know, people don't really think about, it, but 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 they definitely are. That, that, no, yeah, totally. That is a great, mm-hmm. uh, great idea. We nope. <clears throat> at uh, the JB three, we have yep. some blinds, several of them that are that are like that. I mean, you, it's yep. just a high. It's a highway coming off of some of these, uh, you know, uh, ranches that abut on the sides. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, so there's, I, I don't see anything. Whoop, and that's about the time that my Zoom crashed. So we couldn't record much much more. I would have had to fire everything back up again, pan in the uh, booty. So uh, we're going to end it right there, folks. I uh, just want to say thanks again for uh, listening to the Feed Bandit podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, welcome back to those folks who have listened before, and welcome to some new new hunters that are joining the cause uh, right now. We really appreciate it. Uh, just, uh, we always ask that, you know, if you have anything uh, you'd like us to talk about or comment on or whatever, please shoot us an email, howdy at feedbandit.com, so that we can uh, get it in the queue. We'd really appreciate that. And with that, we just like to always remind you to support your local feed store. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. If you like what we discuss on the show, be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas, tips, tricks, and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one. And remember, support your local feed store.